Did you ever want to be like a runway model? No, no, never. This is Marina Harunja, and not long ago, she was a model in Ukraine. You know, the kind of model who ends up in the pages of magazines? Smile. 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 Photographers, they loved me, they invited me, and they loved me uh, to have my pictures. So Marina has long, dark hair, and she looks a lot like the pop star Dua Lipa. And while she's beautiful and willowy and tall, she hates being typecast. People make assumptions about her based on her appearance. Everybody saw me in that sphere because they said you were created for that and you were born. But I never wanted because my grandfather, he told me, you know, it's good that you have good appearance and good genetics and you were born like a beautiful person. But what you have inside, this is the most important. And what you have in your brain, believe me, First, first things I wanted in my life is to be smart and then beautiful, really. Which may help explain why Marina found herself doing something really different from anything she'd done before. She was stepping behind the camera to help the war effort by flying drones. It's like some uh, angry bee, you know, <laughs> the crazy bee with <laughs> some virus inside. <laughs> I'm Dina Templerest, and this is Click Here, a podcast about all things cyber and intelligence. Today, a G.I. Jane story with a distinctly modern spin. Tens of thousands of drones are buzzing the skies above Ukraine, killing the enemy, spying on troops, even directing bombs to their targets. We take you inside an unusual school that aims to beef up that whole effort, a school that exclusively trains women to fly drones. It's scary, you know, it's scary when you turn it on. Uh, I, I think uh, Russian soldiers must uh, run away only uh, while hearing. Stay with us. In Norway, a woman's boyfriend forgets who she is overnight. In Detroit, a man is arrested, but he was never at the crime scene. In Spain, disturbing pictures of young girls have appeared, and no one knows who's behind them. Something strange is happening. A collision between people and artificial intelligence. Discover more in The Guardian's new series, Black Box. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes, Monday and Thursdays. If you're looking for a daily guide to cybersecurity news and policy, sign up for the Cyber Daily. From Recorded Future News, it serves up the day's most interesting and important cyber stories from our sister publication, The Record, and then aggregates all of the big cyber stories you might have missed from news outlets around the world. Just go to therecord.media and click on Cyber Daily to get all you need to know about the world of cybersecurity right in your inbox. When the invasion started just over a year ago, Marina said she immediately felt a kind of calm descending. You know, I, I was sitting in the kitchen and I made the tea and I said, okay, kids will sleep. Uh, we will, I will just uh, protect the room. They will sleep till they wake up and uh, I will make tea. I will prepare breakfast like nothing happened. Everybody, my mom was looking at me like I was crazy, but I said, no, we will not, no panic will be in our place. 
People were depending on her to keep her head. Everybody depends on my emotional health, right? So, uh, and and started from that time, from the 24th of February, uh, I've been always like that. So she went about her normal routine, which included this. Ukrainian Fashion Week. You could be excused for not knowing there's a huge fashion industry in Ukraine. In fact, the first Fashion Week was held decades ago, back in 1997. It was the first Fashion Week held in Eastern Europe. And Ukrainian Fashion Week is not just some rinky-dink pseudo-fashion event. It looks like one of those Pret-à-Porter runway shows in Paris. In fact, before the war, it took place twice a year. And it helped launch designers like Ivan Frovlov and Julie Pascal. You've seen Frovlov's creations, but probably didn't know it. He's dressed Beyonce and Gwen Stefani. These days, Frovlov is now making bulletproof vests. And at Ukrainian Fashion Week? Well, Marina got recruited, but not for what you think. Um, it was Ukrainian Fashion Week event. Uh, the uh, director of the show came to me and he told me that, I know that you love Ukraine. I know that you are not only beautiful, but you're smart. And then he introduced me to Valery. Valery Borovic. Are, are you wearing body armor right now? Yeah. Um, and do you have to wear that all the time? Not, not all time because I am in... Uh, in special forces and the counterintelligence of Ukraine. Not long after the war between Russia and Ukraine began, Valery Borovic had this idea. He wanted to start a drone training program just for women. Because many men go to zero line, go to army. And women can help and want to help for protect of our country. Valery is CEO of Alliance New Energy of Ukraine. And among other things, the company actually manufactures drones. That's from one of the school's promotional videos. Valery's drone school opened its doors last summer. He called it the female pilots of Ukraine. And the way he saw it, both sides of this conflict are looking for ways to beef up their fighting forces. Russia has gone to prisons to recruit convicts and is drafting young men right off the streets. Ukraine? It's leaning on its women. If girl can fly all drone, we can, we can see Russia soldier or tanks near our army. So the women can add to the war effort... By being eyes for the army. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's like, like eyes for us. <laughs> Valery talks to a small group of his students in a field outside Kiev. They're all bundled up against the cold in heavy parkas and snow pants and boots. The wind is howling. Marina says most of the classroom instruction for female drone pilots of Ukraine is outside. And they begin by learning in places far from the war's front lines. We are not on the location when the uh, people are just dying. And uh, 
we are learning in Kiev, in the capital of Ukraine. Basic training lasts for about three weeks. But usually it was fun because we had coffee, some cookies, and we uh, had good mental health, you know. The women learn from professional military drone pilots. Uh, Some of us were pilotings, uh, another were using the map. They start on drone simulators. Uh, We we used on the computers, then we had... And if they do well on that part of the training, the group graduates to the outdoor part of instruction. The military drone pilots teach them the basics of controlling the drone, and then they give them a specific location they need to fly to. To the gas station, for example, just wait, make a couple of pictures. Marina, it turns out, is particularly good at interpreting maps to get the drone where it needed to go. For example, if I was checking where the drone goes, so I was standing behind the uh, the pilot and I I would tell that, for example, we, you need to go like uh, straight, then up like 30 degrees or something like that. They're also taught how to drop a virtual pin and mark where their drone might have spotted Russian troops or equipment or even where it might need to quickly land. That information is later sent to Ukrainian forces or to police nearby so they can plan a response or recover a fallen drone. When we come back, the role of drones in the battle for Ukraine and why Marina thinks women are particularly suited to be great drone pilots. And let's just say she thinks maternal instinct comes into play. I think every woman must understand that uh, no matter what happens, she's able to protect her kids, her family, if it's necessary, you know. Stay with us. What if someone you love asks you to help them die? What would you say? This is the powerful question at the heart of the ultimate choice. The series follows the journey of Michael and his wife Anne as they grapple with his request to choose the way he wants to die. I'm Rob Cribb, and through their story, I learned a lot about my own family. I hope the show is a way to start conversations many of us want to have, but rarely do. The ultimate choice is out now. Marina lives in Kyiv. She has twin boys, they're 11. And these days, she mostly works as an interpreter and translator. She speaks four languages. I'm from the south part of Ukraine. The part she means the Kherson region. Where you probably know right now, some places they get rid of uh, Russian soldiers, but uh, they are uh, shooting very often to that places. They are sending rockets. So uh, this is the place where I was born. Marina has recruited friends to enroll in the drone school. Uh, one is a professional model. Uh, another one, uh, she's a volunteer. She's uh, working for Fashion Week. And the th- third uh, girl, she's in showbiz. She's so active, smiling, and uh, interesting. also in- very interesting person. But each uh, woman is so different that... Uh, when we are together, four of us, you know, it's like a flame, some interesting flame. And... Uh, we can add something to each other. A lot of the women in the program trained to be scouts, helping the war effort from the relative safety of Kyiv, or as Valeri says, We can 
go to zero line. The front line. Marina, for her part, has decided to stay back and teach. She's helping other women to become drone operators. So I don't have to kill somebody. I, I just can um, learn it very well and then give the coordinate and then people will do what they need to do, you know. One of Ukraine's other best-kept secrets, aside from its female drone pilots, is just how much it has MacGyvered plastic off-the-shelf drones to wreak havoc on Russian troops. Why are Ukraine's cheap, slow drones so successful against Russian targets? The soldiers work around the clock, repairing, modifying, and arming consumer drones. Most analysts agree that Ukraine's creative use of these tiny flying machines is one of those underdog bright spots of the war, though there are some risks. The -the off-the-shelf consumer drones Ukraine is using are basically a flying bundle of communication systems and software, which makes them more vulnerable to attack than the military-grade drones usually seen on the battlefield. Among other things, Russian forces have been able to use radio transmitters to override the GPS signals controlling the drones the women fly. Consumer drones follow whichever signal is strongest, so the Russians can sometimes hijack them. And then last year, Russian communications intelligence operators started tracking the drone's electromagnetic signatures, and that allowed them to pinpoint the location of Ukrainian drone pilots. Once they found them, the Russians called in mortar fire. We understand that if they see us, for example, in the middle of the field of some uh, area, you know, anything can happen. So it was actually dangerous. It became such an issue that Ukraine's Minister of Digital Transformation warned about it on his Twitter page. Marina said it's now part of the drone pilot school curriculum. They never launch from the same place twice. And the Ukrainian drone pilots have started to deploy countermeasures, something they call, appropriately enough, Olga. It's a simple black box that plugs into the drone's USB port and scrambles the signal in a way that makes it harder to hijack or locate it. Olga can block Russian system and Russian drones, and they cannot find us. More than a year after the war began, Marina says she's never for a moment considered leaving Ukraine to wait out the war. And while she's not on the zero line, some of her students are. Uh, but uh, girls who uh, has learned after me, they are on the on the east of Ukraine right now. But still, maybe some people don't understand that women, even uh, the most kind like me, you know, the the, the one who will never uh, do something bad for any insect or something like that, if uh, some invader comes to your country, I I believe that many people, they just don't realize how strong women are. Now Marina is really using that brain her grandfather loved so much. The one he said so many years ago was the most important part of her. When I start speaking and telling what I'm doing, they say, hmm, really? Are you joking? (laughs) Why do you need that? She needs to do that because she loves Ukraine. This is Click Here.
The Justice Department announced that it has arrested the alleged administrator of something called breach forums. It's a kind of clubhouse where cyber criminals congregated to buy stolen personal information. It sold everything from Netflix logins to a member of Congress's social security number. And as Click Here's Will Jarvis reports, the forum's biggest mistake, ultimately, was who it decided to target. The people who frequented the Breach Forum site read like a motley crew of the hacking underworld. There were ransomware operators that were selling data leaks that they had extorted from victims. There were malware developers. There were just your typical kind of database breach kind of threat actors. Alexander Leslie is a threat intelligence analyst at Recorded Future. Click here is a production of Recorded Future News. And Alexander says two things set Breach Forums apart from other dark web forums. The first is how fast it grew. From a very low tier, low credibility source to one of the most prominent English language cybercriminal sources in less than a year. And the second was how incredibly brazen it was. He said the site's administrator, somebody who went by the name Pom Pom Purin, seemed very focused on intentionally trying to poke the bear. He kept stealing information from very high visibility targets. There has been a significant data breach that affects people who work on Capitol Hill. From the Congressional Health Insurance Service to the FBI. FBI's vetted information sharing network, InfraGuard, hacked. And Pom Pom Porin, he went by Pom, seemed to be thumbing his nose at the authorities, outright daring them to find him. They had conducted so many breaches over the course of such a long period of time while openly saying, you will never catch me. And then, well, the feds did. We are just learning about federal investigators spending hours in and out of this home today. Members of the, the FBI arrested 20-year-old Connor Brian Fitzpatrick of Peekskill, New York, earlier this month. And the criminal complaint says he's the mysterious Palm. They charged him with conspiracy to commit access device fraud, which carries a maximum sentence of five years in prison. Will Thomas, a threat intelligence researcher at Equinix, spends a lot of time in these hacker forums. As he sees it, breach forums broke the cardinal rule of hackerdom. The more time you spend in these forums, the more you understand the hierarchy, the unwritten rules. And one of those unwritten rules, do not attack Congress and the FBI. Because inevitably, authorities will do everything they can to find you and make you stop. But Palm had something that a lot of young 20-year-olds have. A sense of invincibility. And in the end, that's what did him in. You know, perhaps the only people who are actually willing to take the risk of running a site such as Breach Forums are those naive enough to think they can live in the state of New York and evade one of the FBI's most elite cyber divisions. It really kind of shows how naive the, the admins were. I'm Will Jarvis, and this is Click Here. Here are some of the week's top cyber and intelligence headlines. The FBI is helping Puerto Rico wrap its arms around a recent cyber attack against its water supply. The Puerto Rico Aqueduct and Sewer Authority, known as PRASA, said that customer and employee information may have been stolen in this most recent event, but the hack didn't get into the agency's infrastructure systems because their network is segmented. The FBI and the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, are helping the water agency figure out how the hackers got in. 
Britain's National Crime Agency, or NCA, revealed on Friday that it had set up a roster of fake distributed denial-of-service-for-hire sites. It was part of an effort to identify budding cyber criminals and maybe scare them straight. Hackers who registered on the site weren't given access to any tools that would help them launch attacks, but instead, their data was vacuumed up by investigators. DDoS for hire services are generally full of entry-level hackers. Typically, gamers want DDoS for hire to kick rivals from an online game they're playing. And while it seems small ball, it's illegal. The British cyber cops use the site's registration information to fire a shot across the bow of some would-be cyber criminals. The NCA is contacting people who signed up and warning them about engaging in these kinds of activities. And finally, what about establishing a separate cyber service of the military? A national association of current and former military digital security leaders is calling on Congress to set up a seventh branch of the military. It wants Congress to establish a U.S. cyber force. For the past decade, each service has taken their own approach to giving U.S. Cyber Command people from their own branch of the service. Now, the Military Cyber Professional Association says it's time to stand up a dedicated cyber service to provide more focus on the problem. The last time the U.S. created a new branch of the military was in 2019, when it created a Space Force. That was the first new branch of the U.S. military in 72 years. Click Here is a production of Recorded Future News. I'm Dina Temple-Raston, the executive producer and host of the show. Sean Powers is our senior producer and marketing director. Will Jarvis is our producer. And Gabriella Glick is our intern. The show is edited by Karen Duffin and Lou Olkowski, and fact-checking is by Darren Ancrum. Our theme music and original compositions in the episode are by Ben Levingston. We also use music from Blue Dot Sessions. And we want to hear from you. So please leave us a review and rating wherever you get your podcasts. Or send us an email at clickhere at recordedfuture.com and check out our website, clickhereshow.com. That's it for this week. I'm Dina Temple-Raston, and we'll be back on Tuesday. Looking for more of the cybersecurity and intelligence coverage you get on Click Here? Then check out our sister publication, The Record, from Recorded Future News. You'll get breaking cyber news from reporters in New York, Washington, London, and Kiev, among others. And you'll see for yourself why it attracts hundreds of thousands of page views every month. Just go to the record.media.